welcome everybody to the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. My name is Colin and I'm your host. Thank you for tuning in. This week's episode is with comedian Ben Woodfield. We recorded this episode actually in my living room a couple weeks ago, right before we recorded an episode of Ben's podcast, which is called Ben's Fellas, which is available on Spotify and other platforms as well. So check that out. It's a podcast where he interviews other comedians, groups of comedians together, and kind of get a feel of what we kind of talk about after shows. It's a good time. And yeah, we decided to do a podcast day. So Ben came over, we recorded this episode that you're about to listen to. And we talked about, obviously, comedy, because that's how we know each other, social media. I explained MySpace to Ben because he's a little bit younger than I am. We talked about forgiveness, accepting the fact that you're never going to be perfect, agreeing people should have to have a license to be a parent. Uh, We got into that a little bit as well. Ben is the oldest child in his family, so I got his perspective on being the oldest. Since I'm a middle child, it's a little bit different scenario there. And we talked about men being simple to hack. Well, Ben did, and uh, I think women will appreciate that. It'll be funny. And also, one of the main things that I wanted to talk to Ben about, we got to touch on as well, which is seasonal depression. I talked a little bit about my mental health maintenance and not maintaining it and that kind of catching up to me, mislabeling feelings, uh, our relationship with death, and not letting fear of failure hold us back. So a lot packed into this episode. It's a very laid back episode where me and Ben just kind of shot the shit for a while, but we did touch on some things that I think you'll love hearing about. So this is episode number 48 with Ben Woodfield. Overthinker Podcast. I am your host, Colin. Thank you for tuning in. Today's episode is with Ben Woodfield. We're going to talk about a few different things. And uh, it's great when you, when you have somebody that brings their own equipment. So I appreciate that. I didn't have to worry about setting up my own. Oh, for sure, man. It's you know kind of interesting because I've listened to the podcast before, but now I'm actually here in person. Yeah. Way different experience. Way different experience. This is the part where Ben gives us a little background about him. Well, um, hi, my name is Ben Woodfield. I'm an actor, stand-up comedian, writer, podcaster. Basically, all the skills that don't like equal employment. Yeah, they don't pay very well. They don't, they don't pay very well yet. Yeah. Um, but that's I kind of graduated from the University of Iowa like about a year ago now. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of just trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, it's in a tricky. Because I thought I wanted to move to Los Angeles for like the longest time. And then I started talking with like more people who are in the industry, like what they're looking for. And like down in Texas, for example, they don't care like what clubs you've done, who you've like featured for, 
what your credits are. The only thing they care about is how many social media followers you have. Weird. Right. Which you would think that, oh, hey, this guy, he was, he like opened for Mark Norman. Oh, this guy, like he headlines like the comedy bar in Chicago. Like you would think that would matter, but no, because anymore, like the people who come out is based upon who has like 10 million TikTok followers. Oh, man. Which, I mean, do I think that's like a like healthy way for this community to grow? No. No, it's not. It's not, but that's the way it's going. That's the way it's going. Oh, man. So now, like, my my new way is to figure out how can I get 10 million TikTok followers, which is a lot cheaper to do here than out there. Oh, yeah. That's true. So. Yeah, TikTok or I'm sure Instagram probably is. Oh yeah, or or YouTube, it, it, any of the big ones. Really, any metric. I think once you have like a decent following on one, you can kind of cross pollinate with the others. Oh yeah, so for sure, it doesn't always work. TikTok's been a tough one to crack for me. Uh, without getting, I don't want to get too gimmicky, you know. And that's kind of how stuff blows up sometimes. But I had a guest yesterday that I recorded with that. It, that episode that I'm going to release this week, she had something blow up that just a complete a theory that she had just about like life in general that she, cause she's a life coach and she had like this theory about, it was really fucking like ultra, like I hate that, 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 that there's a new version of woke now, but like OG woke, like, where people were like, hey, let's not be racist. Let's like be kind to each other. Let's like not commit any more microaggressions. Well, yeah, not, no, I'm talking about like w- the real, the version of woke where it's like Alex Jones woke, like oh. old school, like not Alex Jones now. Like conspiracy theory woke? Kind like, of, but more like different like levels. Like, d- d- like she was talking about different levels of like people's self and mm-hmm. them being on like, level seven and you being on like different dimensions like type of thing and um it was something i like watched and i was like it was one of those things that where you're like wow this is a lot of this was a deep deep thought and it blew up and it wasn't one of those like gimmicky tiktoks it just like a lot of people related to it It was like oh this makes a lot of sense because the way she explained it i'll have to show it to you it's like three minutes it's a three minute tiktok and for that to go viral, that's huge. Yeah, usually it's like the gimmicky 7, 10, 15 second yeah. ones that, no, she had like a solid three minutes of her, and she had it written down so she could explain it the way she wanted to explain it, and she just recorded it and woke up the next day, and it was, she had like a shitload of followers and comments and likes, and she actually hasn't gotten a lot of people that are like, you're wrong either. It's a bunch of like, because mm. TikTok's for you page and like, the way they feed your feed is ridiculous. Like it's, Oh yeah. It's insane. It's very, it's, it's scary. Good. Well, I mean, think about it. Like you go out to like a restaurant or anything, you see everyone sitting around on their phones. That's because our phone shows us exactly what we want to talk about. Your friends might be able to guess kind of what you want to talk about, but like, they're not as good at it. That's what your phone is. No, your phone's a computer and it's, and then there's AI and mm-hmm. it's, it's too damn smart for us. Yeah. She was telling me she was like actually not even talking about something and was just thinking about it. And then it showed up on her for you page like the next day. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is ridiculous. And it was something pretty specific. It was like something she was trying to do with her nails. Right. And it just 
next day, boom, it was like how to do exactly what she was trying to do with her nails. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Well, I think that's sort of like a heightened sense where it's like it could just be a pure coincidence. It, it could be. be. But it's like, oh, female, she's in her late 30 or late 20s, probably interested in nails In nails. But do you like that exact like level of like what she wanted? To yeah, do? she wanted to do this particular like like gemstone design and yeah. it popped up. Right. Although, to be completely honest, if we have AI that's like good enough to like do that, I'm kind of excited. <laughs> like if they could know like what I want and then like show it to me, that's a game changer. Yeah, it's cool in a sense, but it's scary at the same time. It's weird. Yeah. Well, if I guess it's kind of like the it depends game. on how it's used. Right. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what like information like I'm giving to TikTok other than I like redheads. Like how they're going to use that? <laughs> how they're going to use that against you? How they're going to use that against me? Show me more redheads. Okay. Oh. Oh no! Uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just have a feed full of redheads. Like darn it. Oh. Darn it! Just a whole bunch of sunscreen people. A bunch of soulless people. I'm just yeah. kidding. That's I'm such not. an old stupid joke, but it's funny. Um, yeah. Well, see, I. Instead of doing kind of like the gingers don't have a soul, I was always asking if they were fireproof. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's a good one because they're used to the soulless thing. Right. So you kind of have to keep it new. It's played out. I had a boss at Hy-Vee who he was like, he was a pretty, he was, he was a ginger, ginger guy. Man, I am stumbling all over my words. He, You're good. I used to call him Lucky Charms. Okay. He did not like that. Okay. Everyone else did. <laughs> Everyone else did. That's how nicknames are formed. Like, that's how, like, the good nicknames. Like, everyone listening, if you want to bully someone, which I don't recommend you do. Yeah. But get everybody else to get on board. With if you want to give somebody a hard time in a funny way. Yeah. Oh, we should have put down a uh, bullying victim on there. Oh, bullying victim. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Bullying victim. I'm writing down right now. All right. <laughs> um... Well, we want to first, well, finish that, that that thought there that you were saying about if you want to give somebody a hard time at work, create a nickname that, that they don't like. Is that what right, you're going to say? Right, but everyone else likes. That's, so then they all start That's how good it. nicknames are formed. Yeah. Yeah, like I was saying, like I've had a few in my day. Luckily, most of them have died out. Like mm-hmm. this dude at work used to, well, he it didn't really stick. Only a couple people did it. Like he used to call me Kojak because my name's Colin Strajak. And yeah. All right, whatever. Yeah, a type of cheese. Yeah, I was like, I like that cheese. I don't know. Yeah, it's I, cheese. It didn't bother me. It's a non-offensive cheese. That one's yeah. It's a very, very tolerant cheese, unless you're lactose, not, intolerant. lactose intolerant. But yeah, that's a totally different story. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of one I didn't like. There are definitely ones I didn't like that have phased and fizzled out. Thank God. Well, my first name when I started rapping. Uh, I did not get myself that name. People started calling me, my friends started calling me DJ Bones, and I was like, I'm not a DJ. No. Like, this doesn't make sense, but it like, just where, stuck. Where did the Bones part come from? Was because you were like a skinny kid? or Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bones was like a nickname that I had anyway. The DJ part was just thrown out in front of me. I was like, why DJ? Like, Because people like DJ Khaled. Yeah, DJ Khaled doesn't even rap. He's a producer. Yeah. It's like, I'm not even... I'm not a producer at all like people ask me all the time like where do you get how'd you make that beat i'm like i didn't no i found it online yeah i found it online i now i'm i used to just like rip beats and just rap over them and now i at least um you know i respect the producer and you know pay them yeah like a like a good person and like like a morally upright citizen yeah instead of just jacking the beat or i'd 
do the do the mixtape route. Now you can't really do mixtapes like you used to, like and just like rap over other people's beats, like for popular songs, and put it out because you'll just get copyright out the ass. Oh yeah, easily. As I mean, as you should like. Yeah. As much as I would love everything to be like free, this is still how like people have to earn money. Yeah. So like. Well, the thing with mixtapes is you weren't directly making money off of them. No. You were indirectly making money off them because it would make you popular and then you would potentially get more opportunities. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't directly like make money off that song. Like nobody would buy that, be able to buy that song because of copyright. But now you can't even really. I've been able to get by with it a couple times um, on YouTube, but YouTube is has AI and they'll figure out that, hey, this is a beat for like, a Drake song. Like, yeah, it's just Ice, Ice Baby again. <laughs> yeah. Colin, stop. I got banned from MySpace for copyright, actually. Really? Back in the day, yeah. yeah. See, I'm like young enough to not even know what MySpace is. Well, you kind of know what it is, but I you don't know what know. the experience is like, no. which is fine. Uh, it's... It was cool for a, a long time, um, and the man. Why can I not remember the owner's name? Because he was like he was your he was your first friend. Mm-hmm. Was automatically I think it was Mark. I may have to add Tom. Tom. Yeah, it was a simple white dude name. Yeah, yep. and Tom was your friend right away. And Tom sold MySpace, and then he just ghosted. Mm-hmm. And he just been living the dream ever since. I don't know what he's doing, but. God bless him. But he didn't try to do like anything crazy, like monetize and do all the stuff that they're doing now, like with Facebook. And he just sold it, got out, made his money. And now he just, I don't know what he does. He probably invests it and just hangs out. He's probably like living on the beach somewhere. Yeah. But Tom was your first friend. And then you have like, you could pick like your top friends, Mm -hmm. like eight. It could be like eight, six, four. It was always duplicates of two, multiples of two. and uh, But I had a music page when I went, yeah, that was when I still went by DJ Bones. And I had I did a remix to an Eminem song. Never do an, or a remix to an Eminem song. No. His stuff is on lock. Like, mm-hmm. he has a team out there. He clearly, this was before like, AI was really a big thing. That caught it so quickly, and I got banned. I think because I tried to post it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, ah, they're not going to catch it again. Right. And they're like, no. And then I lost that page completely. And I actually was getting somewhat of a buzz off of that page, too. So I was like, damn it. But then MySpace died anyway, so it didn't really matter. Right. So was MySpace sort of like a blog type thing? or Um... A little, yeah, it was somewhat had a had a blog feel to it. Okay, uh, where you could do posts and stuff like that, and share share your top music. Like you'd have a theme song for your page, right? Um, if you weren't a if you weren't a creator, if you were just a, just a regular person that wanted to express themselves, and you can like have different themes for your page and mm-hmm. make it more personalized, right? So kind of just like share like the stuff that you're about. Yeah, exactly. Because I kind of noticed with social media, they've kind of made it to where they're they just keep dumbing it down for us. In yeah, sense. like Twitter with 140 characters, or Instagram where it's just pictures of someone's food or pets, mm-hmm. and like they just streamlined it so much where it's so 
simplistic anymore. And they're all copying TikTok now, too. Oh, yeah. YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, Facebook, whatever their little video service is. They're also called Reels because it's Facebook and Instagram. It's the same, yeah. same difference. Right. It's weird. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we need to get people off TikTok. They thought it. I think they, I don't know if if Elon's done a poll yet, but they thought about bringing back Vine. People have been asking for Vine to come back. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it did because Twitter doesn't have like a reels or a or feature like that. No, and, and Vine would Vine was the OG version of that, right? And Vine already has like the logo as the brand recognition. They would probably just have to turn it back on and yeah. do some updates. It's well, probably I mean, there. And think about like if TikTok gets banned anyway, because like they're always talking about banning TikTok. They have, yeah. And if you can, we don't know what China is doing with all the information what's your your your, your fascination of redheads right yeah no come on chinese government do your worst (laughs) do your worst do your worst i triple dog dare you (laughs) yeah but no because if you well actually do you know like the like chinese app that like tiktok is based off of children like on the app under 14 they're only allowed on like 40 minutes a day and they're not being recommended like the cinnamon challenge or whatever dumb things kids are doing nowadays. They're all like educational videos. I've heard that museum studies, like the number one, like if you ask kids in America, what they want to be, their number one answer is influencer. Mm-hmm. And people or kids in China are like, I would be an astronaut. Kind of like how we used to be like what? 30 years ago. Yeah. I feel like China's doing that on purpose to us. Yeah. Like they're like, Hey kids, go be dumb for money. <laughs> yeah. And our kids are going to be Super smart and astronauts. Yes. It'd be a smart play. I mean, I could totally see that being a thing. Right. Because I, I know their feeds are different over there. Oh, yeah. But, hey, joke's on you. I learned how to skin a deer on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I, I learned how to make... I swear, I'm going to get demonetized. Never mind. What? I was going to say, I learned how to make a car bomb on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, come on. Like, you're... You think you're like being all smart with your astronaut and shit. You won't have any pre- preparations for when, you know, you invade. I've watched Red Dawn a few times. <laughs> you I'm know, ready. You know how to do a, you're a doomsday prepper now? Um, No, because I've never, I feel like everyone who's a doomsday prepper should probably just go to therapy. Yeah. Like, it. think about it like critically for just like five minutes. The world ends. Like civilization, as you know it, 90% of humans wiped out. Who wants to stick around for that? McDonald's, gone. There's no new movies ever. Hmm. I don't care if like the new ones are kind of shit. You don't get anything else. Like Nothing. There's no no good television. You never like get to wrap up any conclusions to anything. There's no more books coming out. You'd be able to catch up on some stuff, and then once you're caught up, you're like, eh, what is it? Yeah. What, 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 what's left? Yeah. So, no. I, if like the world does end, I hope to be the first casualty. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Like, if the internet goes down, I'm, I'm not here. <laughs> for, like, a day. Yeah, for a day. Like, <laughs> how would I know if it's ever coming back? Like, I, I don't have object permanence in this anymore without the internet. Oh, like, man. a few weeks ago, I left my phone in a Austin Ingalls car because um, we were coming back from Dubuque. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I didn't have a way to tell him, hey, man, I left my phone in your car. Cause, yeah. yeah it, <laughs> I left my phone somewhere, and I felt it's just the amount of anxiety I had from losing my phone. I was like, mm-hmm. what am I, how, do, how am I supposed to do this? Uh, luckily, uh, I am sucked into the Apple family. So I went on my MacBook and was able to do the find my iPhone thing. And I figured I, I figured I had left it at, I was only at one other place. So 
luckily um it was at the somebody picked it up and was like trying to uh somebody was texting me and then he called the person that texted me and it happened to be one of my employees at work because i'm a supervisor and he was trying to get a hold of me anyway right. and they're like hey i have your boss's phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was funny but it was like weird yeah it's like uh what am i supposed to do because somebody told me i was i was messaging somebody that was at, at the it was at um the honeymead place what's it called uh, Boot Lake hill Boot Lake hill uh when uh Tony did a mic there a couple weeks ago and I knew like Nathan and Michelle were still there or they were, I thought they would still be there cause they were there and I messaged one of them and they were like, just call the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me do that with no phone. Right. Like how am I supposed, <laughs> is it time to like bring back the home phone? Dude, the home, I thought about doing it. Uh, have you seen Big Lebowski? Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I haven't. You haven't? You need to. It's fun. It's a great, great movie. It's dumb, but it's funny. Right. And it's a cult classic. Uh, but yeah, there's the the dude has a has a landline. You can get one for like I could add it to my internet for like four or five bucks a month. Yeah. And just have a landline. Mm-hmm. It'd be it'd be funny. I mean, just have like a weird voicemail, like a voicemail box set up. Yeah. Like you have reached like the North Korean sleeper cell unit. Yeah. Please leave a number and we'll send we'll dispatch an agent to your location. Maybe I'll set up a home phone and have it so people could call in. Like you know how that certain podcasts have people call in. Yeah. Maybe I'll have it set up just for that so people aren't calling my actual phone. Right. That'd be cool. But then like you could just do a Google Voice though. And yeah. It's, it does the same thing. It's the same thing. I think part of the problem with like the home phone is just all the telemarketers and like the politicians would be oh. relentless with it. Oh yeah, I think my parents finally got rid of theirs. They had it for they kept it for a while. I feel like there's a lot of people who did that. Yeah, they just held on to it because they're like it's less than five bucks a month. Right. Like we'll, we'll keep. And it so around. many people know the number. Like a lot of like relatives. Like that's the only number they might know. Yeah. Like for a little happens, while. Something happens, we need to know. But Facebook just replaced like your contacts anyway. Oh yeah. I, I was just talking to somebody the other day. I gotta stop relying on Facebook for birthdays because not everybody I know has Facebook. Some people got rid of it. Yeah, but honestly, people who did that, like Do we need to remember their birthday? Do we need to remember their birthday? <laughs> yeah. Like, trust me, do I understand your legitimate gripes with Facebook? Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But when you can log into everything with Facebook and it shows you your friends' birthdays, and, you know, if you can do it for those two things, it's fine. Like, anything else, like, if you're actively, like, on Facebook all day long, and act, if you're, like, sharing things about how you're, like, a real one, about how you're always getting, you're always being the victim, like, everyone's always out to get you, oh. shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's where, yeah, another set of people that need to go to therapy. Yes, exactly. I, you know what? I think everyone should just be required to have like the a victim. Men- the victim mentality is toxic. It, it is. And it's almost encouraged. Oh yeah, it like, online it is. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The worst part is old people will like see that. And when I say old, I mean like forty. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they'll see them like, oh my god, like they're talking about me. Like no, your no, your friend Cheryl is not saying you stabbed her in the back. Yeah. If, unless you did. Unless you did. In which case, shout out, you know, Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. 
You're a real one. You should probably you're a real one. You should probably have a talk. <laughs> you probably should just talk to somebody rather than sharing a meme on Facebook. Yeah. It's so much easier though. Right. Easier is usually more toxic. Unfortunately. Yeah. See, that's why I don't like about like passive aggressiveness. Mm. Like I'd rather just have like aggressive aggressiveness. Yeah. Just get it out of the way. Yeah, just like let's blow up and then like we'll be fine. Yeah. I've seen that happen. No. And it's effective mm-hmm. most of the time. Or the person burns a bridge and never talks to that person again. Right. Or like a generational, like long feud starts, oh. like the Hatfields and McCoys. Oh, man. Yeah. Those family feuds. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple. There's a there's one in my family. I'm not going to talk about it, but geez. Right. Yeah. Fuck that other side. It's just like one of those. It's not even like side versus side. It's just usually like per, it's like person versus a couple people and it's like what what is going on like why are you guys you guys realize that you know as you get older once that person's gone like we yeah you want to talk about forgiveness and yeah like why hold that resentment that long and then eventually yeah we don't live forever and then you won't be able to reconcile that no and you know i will say that in my mind forgiveness isn't forgetting oh yeah it's just kind of like learning to be at peace with it accepting accepting but there are some people who are legitimately like i compare them to to tumors you can't have like a healthy tumor like you just kind of have to get rid of it yeah which i mean i'll forgive a lot but i won't forget a lot i don't really need to like keep someone around who just all they want to do is like drag you down and start shit Oh, yeah. Because, like, I know a few people like that. But, I mean, it's also important that you can be able to, like, forgive yourself. Like, oh, yeah. I, like, I was thinking about the story of Pandora's box the other day, where the gods give the woman this box, and it holds all the evils in the world inside of it, and all she has to do is not open it. But, of course, she opens it, because everyone would open it. Curiosity. Curiosity will always kill you. Yeah. But they left hope in there. Everyone criticizes, well, why would the gods have done that? What possible reason would they have had? Well, number one, it's a simple story for, like, prehistoric people. But if the gods can make mistakes, and, like, they're supposed to be these immoral, or I'm sorry, immortal, all-powerful beings, Mm -hmm. and even they make mistakes, like, so we we have no shot of, like, never getting through life mistake-free. Exactly. Yeah, once you realize that, fully accept that you are not going to be perfect ever, mm-hmm. big step. Because yeah. some people will reach for perfection or go for perfection every time. And if it's not perfect, then it's terrible. Right. And that's a brutal way to live. Mm-hmm. And you're, compl- you're going to let yourself down all the time. Constantly. And, uh, yeah, it's like a roller coaster that I don't want to be on, that's for sure. I don't really like roller coasters anyway, but that's another conversation. Well, actually, like, speaking on that, I also found out this year I can't do roller coasters anymore. Really? Yeah, like, I get the world's, like, worst motion sickness. Yeah, that's why I don't... It's... I like the idea of roller coasters. I think they're really cool. But, yeah, I've tried it. I feel like garbage. Yeah, like, you just feel like you drank, like... Yeah. Gasoline. Yeah, it's awful. I've tr- some people are like, you're just scared. I'm like, no. 
No, I'm not afraid of it. Like, it, I can clearly see everybody, like, getting on there, and they all get off. Like, I'm not afraid yeah. of dying on it. No. I'm just sick on it. Yeah, it just sucks. Let's feel like an inner ear thing. It, I don't know what it is. It's My mom has it, too. It's, it's mm-hmm. definitely, like, when I was a kid, we used to go to uh, amusement parks because my brother and my sister and my dad, they must be cooler than me because they don't get motion sickness. Right. And, uh... So me and my mom would just hang out and like fucking go to the food court or or uh if they had games, we'd do games or whatever. And because both of us just like no fun. Nope. Can't do it. Yeah. It would ruin my day if I did it. I tried it a couple times just to see like maybe uh, maybe, no. maybe I grew up. Maybe like nope. I'm, I'm cool now. Never for a while happened. I was just wasn't tall enough. I was super short for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh but yeah, once I try, I've tried it. If it doesn't have a bunch of like the wooden roller coasters weren't as bad that wouldn't like go upside down and stuff. Uh, but even those like still like would mess me up. Mm-hmm. It's just like take me to a water park. I'm done with this. Oh, water, water parks, parks are way better, dude. Water parks are way better anyway. I think yeah. even if I didn't get sick on roller coasters. Well, also just like the stuff you wear to a water park is more comfortable than the stuff you wear to like an amusement park. Yeah. Like, I went to Disney World this past, like, winter time, and there were just so many people there, like, dressed up, like, to the nines. Like, what are you doing? Why? Like, right? We're going to, like, stuff Mickey Mouse pretzels in our face and go on, like, this Haunted Mansion ride. Like, why do you need to be wearing, like, a suit? That's a suit? You saw people, like, suited up? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Why? Yeah, that just seems very uncomfortable. I mean, suits are cool. I like I like dressing up sometimes, but mm. why? I don't know, man. For that occasion, it makes no sense. You, I would just want to be comfortable. I'd be wearing. I think the last time I was in Disney World, I was a kid. I think I, was, I wore like gym shirts, gym shorts, and a t-shirt every day. Yeah, like that's what that's what you do. Yeah, because you're a kid. Like, just run around, and have fun, be stupid. Yeah. Don't dress up like you know you're Prince Charming or Cinderella or. or well, that's the parents dressing them up. Okay. Well, the parents should be like. Spanked. Yeah. Some people shouldn't be allowed to have children. I'll say that. I think you should have to have a license to be a parent. Yeah. You have to go through it, take classes and stuff. mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like, like, we will keep your baby in the hospital until you pass these classes. (laughs) Okay. But then some people will just may never bother to take the class. Like, and then we just, yeah. Now we've just got another kid that at the, like a little like orphanage at the hospital where they're like little candy stripers running around. Oh, man. That'd be so cute. It would be, but and then also, but just imagine like the kid turns eighteen, like, hey, you gotta go, like, we gotta make room for the other people. Yeah, get a job, bozo. You gotta get a job, bozo. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, but he probably, he probably, the kids probably do well in medical school. Yeah, because they grew up in a hospital. Yeah, we should not be in charge of anything, should we? No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. But. but it is weird, like, and you'll notice it even more. uh, Cause you're in your early twenty. You're twenty three. Twenty four now. Twenty four now. Okay. You're probably even do have some friends that have kids now. Oh yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like I remember like when you were like smoking out of a like apple bong. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? A couple like, years ago. A couple years ago. Like I remember, like you pissed on my porch. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like raising a kid. It's weird. It's bizarre. Uh. Yeah, that's where the parenting license would be important, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
speaking of being a child, you're the oldest. Oh yeah, I'm the oldest child. Oldest child. So you have eldest child syndrome is what how you described earlier. I think there's something to be said about that because both of my parents are like the youngest child in their family. Ooh, so they don't even know. So they have no, they're clueless on this. Yeah. And I have twin little brothers. Mm. So like they're twins with each other. They're not. And that's. And you'd think that's like having two brothers. No, it's kind of like having two phantom cats (laughs) because they don't want to interact with you. Like they grew up with someone who spoke like they had. What's the age difference again? About three years. Okay. And I'll be completely honest, when they were born, I wasn't interested. <laughs> like, they were just, like, these small little, like, alien-looking things, and they didn't have wheels or make go choo-choo, so I didn't care. Yeah, yeah, you wanted toys. You don't I wanted toys. I'm like, great, so now you're going to, like, devote all your time to taking care of these shitheads. Yeah. I guess I'm going to go to Grandma's house, where she'll buy me McDonald's and a toy, and now that kind of explains why I'm fat and have a shopping addiction. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. Thanks, Grandma. It grandmas is. are good for that they are really good for that like it's i love uh, my grandma she's so she's so cool my grandma used to take that was a big thing yeah the grandma's and mcdonald's yeah yeah i think it was the play place yeah for sure because like you can let the kids run around there and they won't like ruin your house because mm-hmm. i remember as a kid i used to uh plant the screwdrivers like i go in my grandpa's tool cabinet and like just take all the screwdrivers out and put it put them in the grounds like i was planning them uh, oh man and he got most of them, but the lawnmower got the rest. Oh. <laughs> Ruined a couple lawnmowers, maybe. I don't remember doing this, but that's what he keeps telling me. Oh. But I also am like, now I'm curious, because like now that I've thought this out loud, it might have been like the other kids, and I just got blamed for it. Because mm. like as an, as the oldest child, like... You the get young, blamed for everything. You get blamed for everything. Like the youngest one, they could just walk into the room, sit down on the ground, and start screaming their head off. Ben, what did you do? Yep. I remember that, and I'm not even the oldest, just because my younger sister, that happened to me one time, uh-huh. like, where she screamed, she fell out of, I think I was reading her a bedtime story, and we were younger, and she fell out of the bed, and my dad thought I did something, and was just furious. I, was, I, had, to, I had to, like, explain to him, she just fell out of the bed, like. Right. But yeah, it was, like, immediately, like, Colin, what'd you do? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. My brother probably got that, obviously, way more because he's the oldest. Yeah. And then they also have, like, since my parents were both, like, the younger siblings, they kind of have, like, these memories of, like, the older sibling guy, like, bullying them. Mm. So then I get kind of traded. So they think that you're... Yeah, they think I'm just the world's biggest dick, which they may not be entirely wrong. Yeah, sometimes. But it always gets to the point where I have to kind of... Well, not anymore because, like, I'm an adult now. But it used to be, like, just you learn to shut up and, like, listen to them, like, yell at you for a little bit. Yeah, just let him. And, like, okay, are we done yet? Because, like, I have programs I want to watch. Yeah, <laughs> programs. Program- <laughs> yeah, I'm actually 75. Yeah, I was, like, calling TV shows programs. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I love the great original programming on NBC. Like, what am I supposed to say? Yeah, you're bringing it back. I, I, someone's got to bring network television back. Oh man, it's not no, good. No, it should die like miserably. It's yeah, I don't even waste my time. No, like why would you? Like okay. There's so much content. There's I was talking about that with somebody yesterday or the day before. It's just there's so many good shows mm-hmm. on all these different networks. It's like overwhelming almost. It's like yeah. where do I start? I usually just kind of go by by what's popular. 
Yeah. Like that everyone's talking about. That way you could be like in the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Although I will say, like, I my therapist recommended Yellowstone to me. I started watching it. Oh, Is it good? It's fantastic. I've heard. It's like Game of Thrones for rednecks. Really? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I'd probably like that too. Yeah. Like I do like Costner too. I mean, oh, he's fantastic in it. Yeah. Like I'm actually I'm starting I'm starting a podcast. I could bond with my parents about that. They love Yellowstone. Exactly. You know, honestly, I started watching the Chiefs games with my dad this past year, and he actually likes me now. <laughs> It's hilarious that, like, one small thing is, like, the only, like, deciding relationship factor. Yeah. Like, men are so easy to hack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. L- ladies, if you're single yeah. here and you can't find yourself a man, what what are you doing wrong? Get into football. Get into or, football. Or, you know what? Just start playing video games. Start Literally do anything that, like, the man you're, like, going after or you want to date you is into. Yeah, just get into All that. you got to do. And you'll win them over. Right. You'll think you're the best thing ever. And then, like, just, you know, marry him, have a few kids, and then just, like, revert back to your original interests, and that fucker's trapped. And take all their stuff. Take all the stuff. And, you know, do it again. Do that five or six times. <laughs> so, like, you'll have, like, half of, like, like seven different guys' stuff. Like, that's just a good career plan. This is a new bit from Ben Woodfield right here that's getting started. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to work out bits. We're going to do that probably later. Uh, that's probably what's going to be most of the most of your podcast is just us riffing. Uh, sort of. It's I really try and capture the feeling of like talking to the comedians after a show. Okay. Because I feel like that's like the most fun part of comedy. Oh, yeah. Because you can go up on stage. You can do really well. You can eat shit like I did last night. Ooh, you did? I did. Like Austin Ingalls did good. Peter John Burns, who's a guy out of Chicago, he did phenomenal. Dan McCullough, amazing headliner. You did Friday, though, too, didn't you? I did Friday. I killed on Friday. Okay. Make sure you tune in every Monday for a new episode of the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. If you're on Apple or Spotify, subscribe, so that way you get notifications as soon as the episode drops. One for two. One for two. Like, it was, like, polar opposites, too. Like, same stuff. Same stuff. Like, big difference is I had... An Italian beef on Friday and a meatball sub on Saturday. You gotta go with the Italian beef. I gotta go with the Italian beef. <laughs> Shout out Gino's. Meatball sub will slow you down a little bit more, I think. It must have been like the process. The itis. The itis. But I'm yeah. surprised Austin made it. Because like, I saw a post like, because he had another show in Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Basically, we started the show exactly at eight. I only did 10 instead of like 15 from the night before. I'm like, all right, bud, have at it. Yeah. No delays, and then he just straight up left because it wasn't the show. He the show he was on was called Kitty Litter at the Lucky Cat Comedy Club and Events in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Great Bailey for the plug, yeah. And it started at 10 p.m. So, oh okay, it's only about an hour and a half from Dubuque. Dubuque. Okay, I've never driven that from Dubuque. I've never driven driven to Cedar Rapids. From- this is a part I cut out because it was completely unnecessary, and Ben explained how to get from Dubuque to Cedar Rapids. And I don't think anyone really needs to know that on this podcast. They can look it up. So, but that's cool. Yeah. Doing, doing the comedy bar and Lucky Cat on the same night. Yeah. Both great places. I think he might be the first person to do it. Yeah. Cause that I, son of a bitch. That's that cutie patootie. <laughs> as my mom says, as my mom, says. as my mom says, <laughs> you didn't tell him that. Did you? No, I, I told him. I told the people at the jukebox in Peoria about it. People at the comedy bar about it. I told a lot of people about it. He shouldn't. Well, I guess it's better than telling Zach that you're uh, that it, it, 
if Zach, if your mom said that about Zach, he oh, would... mom said that Zach had a good body. Oh man. Well, because I remember the joke off where everyone's like making fun of having sex with Ben's mom. Yes, that was so, a big thing. Yeah. Right. I went home and like, hey, mom, you won't believe what these com- <laughs> comedians are saying about you. And she said, well, who squealed? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it was Zach Vaughn. Oh, Zach. Well, at least he has a nice body. <laughs> not a not a good face, though, unfortunately. No, I think it's the body. According to your well, mom. It's, it's the beard. She doesn't like beards. She doesn't like beards. Ooh. No. She's a clean-shaven gal. She's a clean-shaven. She, um, her dream man's David Muir from, like, ABC News. Or I'd have to see a picture. Um, basically, the tall, dark, like, blue blue eyes, brown hair is, like, her favorite combination. Mm. I know way too much about my mother's sexual preferences. <laughs> <laughs> this should just be an actual therapist. My mom loves saying that's what she said. She's so, she will not let that die. She'll right. keep saying that. Sometimes I have to watch, like, I'm about to say something that I know would be a good, that's what she said. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I got to stop because my mom's going to jump on this immediately. Right. She'll start, like, so was your mom a big fan of The Office then? No. Really? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Uh, I don't know who got her saying it. I think it was my sister, probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, it's always like those memes you teach to your parents that they like won't let go of. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure my mom still makes me listen to the duck song or the lemonade song. Lemonade song. A duck locked up to the lemonade stands and he said to the man running the stand, Hey, bump, bump, bump. You got any grapes? (laughs) You got any grapes? I'd never heard that before. Seriously. No. Damn. It was like, I'm I'm cool with it that that I haven't, but (laughs) no, I'm I'm glad you haven't. Like it was like, like YouTube deep dive. Oh, okay. Back in the day. I think I was probably, what was your first YouTube video that you remember? Like viral video that you watched? The ducks. The the ducks one. Really? Mine was unforgivable. You ever heard of unforgivable? Oh my God. Okay. Unforgivable was probably, it's, it's gotta be over 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just this guy out in the woods and he was just riffing, telling story. He was making up a, you could tell he was making up a story as he was going on and it was just completely aggressive. Like it would be like cancelable stuff now, like right. talking about like, just like hooking up with this chick and like basically, um, oh, I'm not supposed to say chicks anymore according to Leslie Mitchell, but right. I'm going to say it anyway. So he was with this broad. Uh, so this broad. Yeah, that's better, right? Right. <laughs> she, she just told us not to say chicks. She didn't say what we were supposed to say. Yeah. What am I supposed to replace it with? I got to ask her about that now. Yeah. Thanks, Leslie. Yeah. She'll text me as soon as she listens to this and, um, and let me know. But um, yeah, unforgivable. I can't even quote it because it's so bad, but. Uh, it was so funny at the time, and it's still funny. Funny to me, I'll still watch it. I'll show it to you later. It's, it's just a dude out in the woods, his friend filming, simple, and I think it's in black and white, and that's like the only thing that's like edited about it. Otherwise, it's just complete him raw. Like he does. There's multiple ones that he does. The first one's obviously the best, and he just gets really angry and tells these stories. Uh, personal stories it mostly involves a female and sleeping with a female and like mm-hmm. um oh so like having a friend who's a straight man yeah basically yeah but it was like a super aggressive like oh character that he was playing he created like this 
character um, of himself. And uh, like I said, he was just... He would just go like none of it. You could tell none of it was written. It was right. completely improv, and he would just riff, and it was so funny. And that was my first viral video. I heard that guy pass away like not too long ago, and he wasn't that old. He was probably like when he filmed the videos. I was guessing he was in his late teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, unforgivable. That was. Uh, I don't think the original channel still exists, but people have reposted it, of course. Right, as if anything good happens oh yeah that'll stay mm-hmm. if that gets removed from the end i need to download it just so i have it in the archives because right. if that gets deleted i'll have to repost it because it's yeah it's a I'm, classic you have to keep things around like it's part of the like her- our heritage at this point yeah like we don't have think about like the people in the 80s and like 70s they where they had magazines and all this, this physical merchandise physical things yeah right so like it may be like lost to time somewhat, but like you could probably go to some garage sale and find it. Mm-hmm. But like our favorite YouTube videos, like get taken down. They're like away from the platform somehow. They're not physical. We can't get them again. There's no garage sale for YouTube videos. You think that's how you think that's how NFTs got popular? It could be, but also, I still don't get NFTs. I still think they're stupid. But whatever. I, I completely agree. And they've completely people have lost a lot of money in on NFTs. Yeah. Well, it's they thought it was like cryptocurrency. Yeah. Where I mean it sort of was. Yeah. But when you don't have anything kind of securing the value of it, like it's of course it's going to plummet. The value is completely off of popularity. Right. And the like less popular they become, the less they're going to be valued. Wasn't there I saw in our a headline the other day about Justin Bieber having a board ape that's was he paid millions of dollars for it's worth like seventy thousand now. Right. Well at the same point in time, like Justin Bieber He's fine. Low, yeah, exactly. But like, to certain people like they might have lost like Yeah, like everything. Right. If like if you took out like money out of your retirement account to like buy an NFT and oh. now it's worth like three seventy five. <laughs> yeah. And Ugh. you're just fucked. Yeah, I think the people pushing NFTs the most were the ones that created them. And they were like, yeah. it's a hey, quick I cash grab. Yeah. And then let's immediately like pull our money out and just like crash it. Yep. I love it. Ah, uh, man. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about seasonal depression because that's what the first thing that we when I, when we talked about doing the podcast originally we can both relate to that. Yours kind of hit you more recently, right? Yeah, this was like the first time that I've actually like assigned it to like the seasonal change. Because usually it used to be like women who gave me depression. Like now it's winter. Mm. Both cold. I'm both just cold. I mean, you're not entirely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can be. Can be. So now I just have to ask myself the question: Do I miss her, or, or am I cold? Yeah, <laughs> but no, I was, I remember it was like when we had that like bout of snow, the sun wasn't up for like days mm. and I just I lost all interest in like listening to music, watching TV. Nothing games, was interesting. Nothing. Like, I just was like, I would rather die than like live like this. Yep. And I'm like, wait a second. This is just seasonal depression. So I had some vitamin D gummies and it went away. Yeah. So vitamin D is a big one. It is like I. Because I remember listen, or I was watching a video on YouTube because that's where you get all your information as someone in their 20s. Yeah. 
and it was about this like or this town in Greenland that has like an absurdly high suicide rate because of probably because of how dark it is yeah, all the like, time. That's kind of probably what I would like assign to it. It's how Alaska is. Yeah. Like we're such as fancy as we think we are. We're just like stupid little animals who need like the sun or we go burp. Yeah. It's not that complicated. No. But yeah, it was even mine hits me like I, I almost get like a pre-seasonal depression. Okay, so you're pre-gaming it. I, my my body pre-games it, just like the old days. Um, yeah, I get it like in the fall. Okay. Like before the time change and the sun's down earlier. Mm-hmm. As that's kind of starting before we change the clocks, my body's just like, remember you're supposed to be depressed now. I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah. And then, yeah, everything kind of is just bland and blah for like a good month or so. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, and then I make some adjustments here and there because I've dealt with it for so long now that it's just like, okay, I need to change some things, maybe adjust medication or adjust, you know, exercise or going outside more, making sure I'm doing certain things right. Like I've kind of adjusted a lot of different things or, oh, I haven't gone, I haven't talked to my therapist in a month. Mm-hmm. Probably a good idea. Right. Maybe I should get back to doing that. Maybe I should get back to doing that. Things like that. So some of it was not just seasonal depression this year. I think a little bit had to do with maintenance as well. I was kind of coasting for a little bit and I was like, Oh, I'm feeling good, you know? Yeah. And then it just hit me one weekend. I was in Chicago with my family, and I was at dinner one night. And it's weird. I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, shit. It's that I time did, of year again. I was just driving down the road. I did not even see the gas tank. Really? I mean, I was talking about, like, I feel like we put, we can get into, like, a spot where we're, like, we're doing pretty good for ourselves. So, like, we're not, like... Oh, yeah, and you just... You just keep going and going and going. And then, and then you're like, on empty. You're on empty and you're yeah, in the middle yeah. Okay, of yeah. I get where you're going. I thought you were talking about that when it hit you. Like, if you remember specifically when it was. But, yeah, that was when it triggered. I, I think I had, like, a... And it was actually... Because my OCD and my depression work against each other. Because mm-hmm. um, OCD is an anxiety disorder and anxiety and depression. Bad combo. Um, so I think I had something where that spiked my anxiety and then once my anxiety was spiked and then I felt like, um, I felt bad about it and then I, then I got depressed and then I was like, oh wait, and then it just like triggered the whole out of depression that I had to go through for the next like month. I was like, mm-hmm. so weird. But yeah, it just the best way to describe depression, like I've heard it described in many different ways, is like, like you were saying, like everything, nothing was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like stuff you really, really love and really enjoy is like, eh. Yeah, like, they're just, it doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't do anything for you, like... Like, back when I worked at Hy-Vee, I had one friend who said that depression is when, like, 
you're at 40% until like you're at like 1%, mm. or just like plummets to where it just is horrible. Yeah. Because we, I feel like as a society, we've mislabeled our emotions with our mental state. Like back in high school, my uh, psychology teacher said that happiness is like an orgasm, or it's like the like feeling of being happy, it spikes. Yeah. You should shoot for contentness. That's like a stable level, yeah. right? So it, by sense, I think people will say, "Oh, I'm just sad," but or I'm sorry, they, I'll say I'm depressed. But what they mean is to say it's they're I'm sad. sad. Difference, right? Like sad is just like the opposite of happiness. Like you just had something happen to you where like it hurts you a little bit. Like, and that's you, human. That's normal, right? That's just our response to things. Yeah, it's it'd be weird if you weren't sad. Like right. if somebody passed away or something or like, and you're just over there chipper and like, Hey guys, this is a lovely day. Hey, I got off work for this. Yeah. Like that would be weird. That would be weird. Like, Although I will admit there have been times where I had to go to a funeral. I got out of school. I was pretty happy about it. Cause you probably didn't have much connection with that person. Not as much. And really I have a pretty healthy relationship with death. Uh, my uncle died when I was in like first grade. So like I kind of already kind of knew people die. Yeah. From like, well, yeah, it's a part of life is is death. Like, yeah, once you realize that, and it's a big part, big acceptance thing. Mm-hmm. And then usually, like, it's if someone's like sick, or like you can see like that steady decline going down, it won't bother me as much because at that point I'm just relieved for them. Yeah, because you know, yeah, the sudden ones like you know, like with with their friend Brad, like that's like it hurt. Yeah, that one. You're not prepared. No one's prepared for that. No. But yeah, the ones where, yeah, or somebody's like in their 80s or 90s, it's like Like, they can't live forever. No, like, and they've done it. Like, they grew up, they got a job, they had a family perhaps, or they did what they wanted to, or maybe not. Who who knows? But at least they, like, got to live the life. I always say they had a good run. That's my thing. They, They had a good run. Yeah. Like, they were allowed to try and make it work. Yeah. No, we can't all make it work. No. But you know, you don't see a whole lot of like eighty-year-olds who are super pissed off in a sense. Like they kind of made their peace with life. Yeah, for the most part. Like there are some of them who are like bitter, a little bitter. But I think that's just because like their dick doesn't work. Mm, that could be a thing. Yeah. But erection dis- or erectile dysfunction is no laughing matter, people. Yeah. Yeah, that would uh, that would frustrate a lot of men I know. Yeah, every single one of them actually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there could be that, and or like I feel like you know certain people, uh, and that's what dri- what drives me a little bit. You know, to make sure I'm keeping up with you know doing the podcast, doing comedy, doing the doing the things I really enjoy is I don't want to get to my 80s and be like I wish I would have done that but I was too scared or I didn't do that. Yeah. I want to have, I don't want to have that regret, you know? No, I want to have fun. And yeah. Enjoy things. Be like, remember when you did that? That was stupid, but at least you tried it. Yeah. Like, Oh, I found out I cannot sing to save my life. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But at least I know it this way. Exactly. So the more things I try and fail at them, like happier I am with like just things in general. Yeah. Like I talked to so many people about comedy uh, and you probably have too, like people that don't do comedy, they're like, that are funny. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I could never do that. I'm like, you could though. Right. You could try it. Open mics. They're, they're called open mics for a reason. I've seen plenty of people that shouldn't have done it, that have done it. Uh-huh. 
And I'm so proud of them that they tried it, you know? Right. And uh, some of them keep doing it. And I was like, okay. Uh, but you don't know. Like, are you going to go up there and kill? 90% of the time, 90% of people I've seen, no, they don't. I've seen a couple people, like Amber Phillips, who just kills every time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that's rare. Yeah, that's a very, like, small subsection yeah. of the population. And she doesn't even realize that how much she kills, too, which is funny. I have to remind her, like, you're, like, this is ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, that's rare. Like, that, not everybody's like that. You're gonna, and I think that's what people are afraid of, because they know, like, they're, they're not gonna be good at it right away. Yeah. But that's what, how most things work. Like, you weren't. You know, like when you were a kid, like if you played sports, you weren't like automatically like, you know, able to like say you're a pitcher in baseball. You weren't automatically throwing strikes every single time. No, you had to learn how to play. The you game. had to learn how to do it. You had to learn how to throw the ball. You had to learn how to do everything. Like that's the way it works. And yeah, comedy, it's people make it way more scary than it actually is. It is intense. Like it is like, especially the first time you're on stage, like shit. Yeah. Uh but it's like with anything, like the more times I do it, the easier it gets. Oh, and sometimes you still will bomb and eat shit like you did last oh, night. Oh, yeah. No, it was, <laughs> oh, it was bad. But, you know, you just keep moving forward. You, yeah. Right? And you keep on keeping on. Besides the meal that you had, do you notice anything that you did differently? Um, I tried something new at the top. Okay. So you lost them. At this point, people started showing up to my house to record the episode of Ben's Fellas podcast, which we recorded right after this, and that person that showed up and interrupted us, which we love him though, is Nathan Kuhn. And he will probably be on the podcast soon unless he tells me no. Okay, so you said you started off with like a joke. Yeah, I started off with a joke. I was trying to. It like, didn't land. It didn't land. And the pr- problem was it was tied to the closer. Oh, shit. So I really kind of messed that one up. And so my opener didn't do well. My closer didn't do well. And there's a few things in the middle that got like scattered chuckles, but nothing that really like when it hits a room, you can tell it hits the room. Yeah. Which is bizarre. Cause like I was doing most of the same stuff I did. Was it packed? Before. Yeah. Packed house, like sold out show. And that's the one where like you feel really bad about it. Yeah. It's like trying to catch, like a gas station on fire. Like it should be the easiest thing in the world. And when you can't, you feel like a big failure. Yeah. Which I'm trying, I'm not internalizing it. Um, it's more along the lines of we do comedy in a smaller area. So the opportunities are few, fewer and farther between. So I hate to like blow the opportunity that mm-hmm. I got. That's what I was really upset about. That happened to me once at the Renwick. Yep. I, w- I didn't even know I was performing and I was just in the crowd and Chris was like, came up to me right before the show and asked me to do five minutes i was like i really didn't want to and i said yes because i was like this is an opportunity i was like shit Mm -hmm. and i bombed hard yep in front of a bunch of people a bunch of road comics that were you know one dude from new york and uh so yeah i did not develop any good uh good networking opportunities that night but it was like i learned a lot from it i was like 
hey, next time you're you know you're not gonna do well or you're not in a good headspace, maybe just sit this one out. Just say no. Yeah, but I was like, my ego was like, I gotta do it. Yeah, I think that might just be part of the whole like comedy game is to try and like keep yourself in a position where you can turn it on at a moment's notice. Yeah, and I got to remember that next time I go to a show at the runway, just in case Chris asked right. me. I was not prepared for that at all. And, uh, yeah, it came back to bite me. But I learned a lot from it, obviously. Uh, I know next time, just in case, right? be ready. Just keep it in your back, back pocket. That's honestly why I can't go to, like, bigger comedy shows. Like, when Nikki Glaser came through or Burt Kreischer, my friends ask, hey, Ben, you're a comedian. Do you want to go to this? Mm. No. I spent my entire week like going and doing stand-up comedy, granted, at a much, much lower level. Yeah. But at a certain point in time, I'm going to you watch it on out. Netflix. I'm burnt out. Like, I don't want to pay $90 to go watch. I did that with Tom Segura this past summer. Great show. Brian Simpson, his feature, killed. Mm-hmm. Like, I love to see Brian. I got kind of too high for it, honestly. Oh, okay. Um. But at a certain point, it was just so long. I had the world's worst cotton mouth drink. Not, water was four bucks. Like, can we just go, please? <laughs> can we just go? Like, I, I zoned, like, the entire crowd out. And it's just me and Tom, like, in my mental space. Like, together. That's kind of cool. It was pretty fun. I, I won't lie. But, hey, we're about at the hour. Yeah. Uh, so, that was was that the last comedian you saw, Tom? Yeah, he was, like, the last, last big, big comedian. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we saw Mark Norman for two different reasons. Well, one, it was Mark Norman. Two, we got to see Donnie. Oh, yeah. Shout out Donnie Townsend. That was huge. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because Donnie is... um, When you were talking about followers and stuff like that, I immediately thought about Donnie. Right. Um, Because Donnie, like, has done a lot of cool things and opened for people, and he's a really good comic, but he doesn't have a social media following. And you were talking about that's, like, the... um, the currency mm-hmm. in you said in Austin specifically, yeah, is your social media following. That's how you get on shows. That's weird as shit. Yeah, it it shouldn't be that way. Well, it's not just Austin. Like, there's places in Indianapolis that are like that. I like that too. And we had to quickly wrap up here. Another guest had arrived for the next podcast, but I let Ben do a quick little outro plug for us. I'm Ben Woodfield. You can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter at Ben Woodfield Comedy. Especially TikTok. Trying to blow up on TikTok. Yeah, we're trying to blow up on TikTok. So thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being here. And now we are on to the next one.